What is up, Action Fanatics? Here we are, rivalry week, hate week, whatever you want to call it, Iowa State, game day coming to town, and we're going to talk NFL. And I have uh, who I consider to be now a friend. Uh, he knows this also. Uh, he's, he's a mentor to me, whether he likes it or not. Um, he's a legend in my mind. That's for sure. Dave Essler is going to join me this year covering the NFL. Uh, Dave, it's great to see you again. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited to do this and, and, uh, get away from the golf pods for a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, we made people money, but as you and I were talking, um, before you hit the record button, that is extremely time consuming. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad they don't play for a few weeks. So yeah, yeah, I think this will be fun. I mean, I can learn from you and you can learn from me and, you know, we'll be able to retire come January. That's the plan. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll move to where you are. So those of you, you want to, you need to get on Twitter, follow Dave. It's Dave underscore Essler, uh, on the Twitter machine. Dave is, uh, I've said it before, but he's affiliated with some, some great, what I would consider to be sharp, good people that are really dedicated to the craft that is sports gambling. Uh, he does, um, he does stuff with RJ bell and the dream pod and his different things. Um, he also was, is doing some, uh, sports predator stuff with sleepy J and his stuff and, and Dave's on radio and you're all going to learn a lot. So, uh, this podcast is going to be super beneficial for all of us going forward this year. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't thank Wild Rose Casino, Sportsbook and Hotel, uh, Jefferson location, Emmitsburg location, Clinton, Iowa. Uh, all three have a sportsbook. They're all great. Obviously, Jefferson's close to me in Des Moines, uh, but up in Okaboji, Northwest Iowa, you can always get to Emmitsburg on a nice little weekend night. And then Clinton, you got the Quad Cities and Dubuque. Uh, they're just all great hotels. I've stayed in all three of them. Uh, and the sports books are a blast for, for small town, Iowa to go in and be able to get the food, the sports book, all the TVs, um, and then the gambling, if you want it, it's, uh, we're blessed. We're lucky to have them and, and good to have DraftKings on board. You can also get, uh, definitely download that app. I'll have a link on my Twitter, uh, account that's at action fanatics for those of you who want to sign up for the football season. So Dave and I are going to focus exclusively NFL. We're going to make these pods kind of uh, quick hits, you know, 20, 30 minutes, maybe hit on the topical games that matter to us. <clears throat> Since we do do this on Thursdays weekly, likely won't hit that Thursday game, but you've got, uh, you've got a great one in bucks. Cowboys, that line is steamed up a lot. So we're going to, we're going to go through the stuff that really matters to us. Uh, the stuff that's important to us as Midwesterners, but also hit on some of those things that Dave has worked on too. So um, <clears throat> Dave, right out of the gate Sunday, we got Vikings Bengals right now. DraftKings has that one Bengals uh, Vikings minus three. So Bengals are getting three at home. That's the typical home dog first week over unders at 47. Kind of give me your flow on this game. Well, this was relatively easy for me. I, I have to tell you, and I'm not going to endear myself to your listeners because I actually took the Bengals when it was plus three and a half. Nice. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't like Kirk Cousins, um, period. Uh, I love Joe Burrow. I know he hasn't played. Uh, I like 
the Bengals. I like the direction they're going. It's a home dog. Um, and I think one thing, and I'll probably mention this in a few other ones, but, you know, the last few years, five years, you know, pick a, pick a reference point, you know, home field, excuse me, home field advantage hasn't meant as much as it might have in the past. Uh, the, the numbers will bear that out, but I'm wondering, especially in the first week or two or three or first teams home games, especially those with expectations, if you will, that the home field advantage isn't back where it might have been before because you know, as you know, last year there were no fans. Right. So now there are going to be fans, uh, and those fans got a lot of pent up, um, whatever. <laughs> Sorry about my dog in the background. Hey, listen, he's right on time, man. The dogs are barking in this game. Uh, well, let's hope so. And that, that was good. I, well played, Todd. <laughs> so, so you know, I think the home field advantage, especially the uh, the first game, first home game for each team, I think that might have a little more merit. And and I just made a habit last year of not betting against Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, I know Dalvin Cook. I know this. I know that. But um, I, I don't ever trust uh, the Vikings to get margin. So by default, and, you know, if I look right now, I mean, that line opened minus three. It was a fairly weak three, three minus 105. Mm-hmm. And at uh, Circa in Vegas, it's still three minus 105. And yet, 83% of the, of the money uh, and, a, and more than half the tickets are on the Vikings, as you would probably expect. Right. So I kind of have to have to blindly hold my nose and, and take the Bengals plus three and a half points. Love it. Now, Dave, I, one of the things, Dave, I've been hearing a lot as, as I've kind of last couple of weeks been podcasting, watching shows, um, you know, just trying to formulate, as we're getting back into a season with fans, which I think is definitely wholly different. Um, how, how I quantify that. I'm not sure yet, but I am hearing a lot of noise around these early week home dogs. And obviously I'd like to get kind of your take. If you have one around, where's that coming from? Is that, is that a man, there's this historical trend and it's just there, or is it, is it just something in the NFL that you, you notice whether the team's good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't matter. You just blindly take home dogs. Well, that's a good question. And, and I'm not going to give you a definitive answer because uh, I don't think you can blindly do anything in this game, but I will, I will sort of dovetail on what I said about um, home field advantage, maybe being a little bit, more of an advantage now than it has been. And for a case in point, I guess it was probably about eight years ago, I won a, uh, a fairly significant contest. Uh, it was kind of a mock Westgate contest or, or circuit, if you will, where you pick five teams each week. Yep. Um, and all I did, full disclosure, was I went through and I took all the home underdogs. Huh. And if there were only three, then I found two other teams. But that was eight years ago. And that's where I said, I think over time, you know, that home field advantage was somewhat diminished and or books accounted for it right. more so. And, and, and now I'm thinking, as I said, that maybe it's an advantage more so than it has been, at least like currently, whether it stays that way through the season or, or whatever. And, you know, as you know, everything in this business is cyclical. Yep. And, you know, 
I think this may be one of those cases where, you know, now the sort of reverse regression, if you will, is coming into force and home teams and particular home teams getting points might be more viable than they were uh, certainly a year ago with no fans. And, you know, maybe even for the last handful of years, I don't know. Yep. No, I think for sure. I mean, I think for sure for based on last year, you know, there's that, that home field advantage. And and then logic tells you that if this was at Minnesota, you'd probably be looking at them laying seven, you know, six and a half, seven. Do you like the bet that way too? It's a good way to kind of look at some of these um, where you have uh, uh, road favorites. Um, yeah, I didn't have, you know, coming into this, Dave, I didn't have um, really a lean either way. But the more, when you explain, like, you're not going to get that kind of explanation. When you explain winning a circle light contest, which is no small feat when you're picking five NFL games, people, if you, you haven't seen it, it's tough as nails. Um, when you win it by doing that, like that's one hell of a perspective. Um, yeah. And it, it lends me to, I'm going to have to think about this one. And that's really how I wanted to approach this podcast from my standpoint, Dave, just to let you and the listeners know is every week I want to be able to give out five plays like I was playing that kind of a contest and see where it goes from there. Uh, and then what I bet differently than that and over under another game, a second half line, I'm going to put all that stuff out on Twitter and then the cyclone fanatic uh, sports betting forum. Uh, I'll, I'll post that stuff on Sundays. Cause I'll be, uh, on the couch with my laptop posting it, but yeah, I don't have a lean either way. I mean, Dave took it three and a half. I think that hook makes a difference in this game. I really do. I think, uh, you know, based on what I'm seeing, that's, uh, that's not a bad play. And I don't mind the other thing I would say on this, we'll go to another game. I don't mind fading the public at all in the NFL, especially this early week when these lines have been out forever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, we got another great game. Well, I want to touch on this real quick. Cause I I've, I've heard a lot on this one, Dave, a lot of people love the lions uh, that seven and a half at home against the 49ers. Um, I tend to as well. I know Jared Goff has not played well against the, the 49ers in his career, but I don't think he's not, he's not the kind of quarterback that's going to screw it up. And seven and a half points, a lot at home, but I'd love to hear your take on, uh, on that one, because there's a ton of love out there for the lions plus seven to five, seven and a half at home. It almost makes me want to go the other way. Yeah. That's a, that's a complete pass game for me, Todd. I mean, I, I could see teasing San Francisco down, but yep. you know, that's just such a, a, you know, polygonic slash square play that I don't know if I want to do that. Um, you know, the, the, the upside for the 49ers is that they do know Jared Goff, right? You know, I, for me, and I think there's another game on the board that we may or may not talk about. Um, I, I guess if you made me and, and you let me use your money and your app, I would take the seven and a half, yeah. but because no one's making me, I'm not going to. And one of the reasons, probably the only reason really is, um, you know, the lion's got to change the culture before. I can bet on them. Mm. I can't, you know, I thought maybe Matt Patricia might head in that direction, but we all saw how that went. And I'm just not sure that in, in one off season with a new coach and a new quarterback, um, you know, don't forget they lost Stafford and, you know, there's a reason why he, he wanted out of there. Yeah, you think? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, but you know, you add all those things up and to me, you know, you can take away the X's and the O's and, 
you know, you're obviously paying a premium for betting on the 49ers who everybody likes now that they have, you know, two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks. Yeah. And they're healthy again. And Debo Samuel's back and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, so, you know, yes, they should, they should do well, but you're obviously paying a premium. I mean, anytime you're asked to lay more than a touchdown on the road against anybody in the NFL, I mean, that's a, that's a big ask. And, and I think the line's probably about right, but you know, the good news is we don't have to bet that game and nope. I'm not laying seven and a half on the road. I'm not trusting the lion's culture. Um, you know, I could see the lions playing them close. I could see them getting blown out. And when there's that much of a variable in my scenarios, I'm just going to defer to people like you that know more than me. <laughs> oh, dream on. I, you know, this is the game for me this entire week. Obviously I want to watch, I want to watch uh, my Browns, but this is a game I'm really going to watch to learn because right when this line came out, I'm like 49ers all the way. Like this doesn't make sense to me. And I just, it, then as I thought through it and logic started hitting me, I'm like, okay, then it's a trap. And then now everybody likes the lions. Um, you know, Simon Hunter, who, who I like a lot, you know, he's like, just do it. Just bet it, you know, done, be done. Um, I just, I can't, I'm like you, I'm not betting it. All right, we'll move on. Here's a game that I love. Um, I love the chargers actually getting a point now at DraftKings at Washington. Uh, I know Washington has a good defense, but I also know the chargers have a really good defense as well. They have a very good defensive line much like Washington has a very good defensive line. I know the chargers coach, uh, somebody people kind of laughed at. Um, I think it's foolish. I think he's, uh, um, I think he's not only a really good guy, he's a player's coach and he's extremely intelligent. I think he's got a, the mix of those, some of those intangible it's that you can't teach. And, and we don't see a lot about the chargers here in the Midwest. Um, but I've been focused on them. Uh, they've revamped their offensive line to a little bit. Um, I love their running back in Eckler. And I think um, this bold prediction here, I think Herbert's got a chance to be the MVP this year. Um, he's got Williams, who's an injured receiver. Obviously he's got Keenan Allen. Um, this kid is ready to, to break out. I think he has probably some of the best skills in the NFL, if you watch his deep passing, it's um, it's right there with Rodgers. I mean, he just lays in their lap. I love the Chargers getting a point here. Dave, what do you think? Well, this would be good because now the listeners will get both perspectives because I like Washington. Nice. Um, you know, I like the Chargers, but I don't think just here. And, you know, I think if you flash back to last year's playoffs when Washington played the Bucks tough and – and yep. that was with division two journeyman, Taylor Heineke, at quarterback. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Yes. Whose previous contract was with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, enter Fitzpatrick who, you know, his, his two seasons in Miami, those are his highest two, two QBRs of his seat of his career. And Washington adds Curtis Samuel uh, to compliment McLaurin who had 1100 receiving yards with, uh, no quarterbacks and, and don't underestimate Samuel's years under Ron Rivera in Carolina. Yeah. So, you know, and speaking of coaching, yeah, Brandon Staley, huge upgrade. Love the guy. Uh, yeah, he's an upgrade too. just because he's not Anthony Lynn. But, <laughs> you know, the Chargers lost quite a bit on defense uh, and they lost Melvin Ingram, Denzel Perriman. So I think while people are focusing on Herbert without much discussion of losing Hunter Henry, 
I think the Chargers defense is, is a bigger question mark for me, and I don't think Washington's is. That was a defense that finished third in defensive DVOA last year. Uh, so good they were able to use their first pick on Jamin Davis, who's arguably the most athletic linebacker in the draft out of Kentucky. And Unreal. It Unreal. Wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt you to bet him for defensive rookie of the year. Um, so that, he, uh, he, he, Who's that other guy? Was he with two? Who's the other guy with Tulane, too? Number 99. Um, oh, can't think of his name. He's a linebacker, too. I like, I like, I like both of those guys. I agree with you. Yeah. And I, and I guess when this is, when this is, when all is said and done here, I think, I think Washington got a lot better. Um, and I looked at their 2021 win total. It was only one more win than last year's win total, last year's actual wins, and that's with an extra game. So I, I also believe that to be incorrect. And in, in this game, you know, I, I took Washington a while back at plus one and a half, and mm-hmm. my comment, you know, is this a game that uh, WFT, uh, it really should be WTF, uh, which stands for wrong team favorite. So <laughs> actually, I actually kind of like Washington there. So, yeah. you know, your listeners can – decide who they agree with. Yeah. I would, I would tell you all listeners, uh, listen to Dave. Um, all right. I love it. I love when we disagree. I think more than anything. Um, I do too. All right. Let's go to, uh, one of my other favorite games. Um, I'll let you lead this one off. Uh, I think probably a game. A lot of people will be watching is Steelers at bills. Uh, bills are still, it's been frozen there minus six and a half. Over-unders at 48 and a half. Uh, I'll just say I, I I like the over um, in this game. I think both offenses will score. It's good weather in Buffalo this weekend. But um, what do you think of just on the on the, the game, the line? Because uh, I've got my, my mind made up, but I want to hear you. Why do you want to hear me if you have your <laughs> mind made up? Because uh, I'm shifty. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think the bills cheese will be one of the biggest liabilities the books have this week. Agreed. And while that's always scary for me to be in the majority, I, I don't think I could sit here and talk anyone out of that. Uh, but if it were that simple, you would think this number might have already hit seven. Yes. Or at least be a stronger six and a half. And I think it's six now at some sharp books. And, yep. you know, and with that said, if it were seven, you know, the betters that play numbers, they would have bought, bought that up fairly quickly. Um, and again, this gets back to, um, you know, Buffalo has fans this year and they got a pretty rabid fan base. So mm-hmm. going to be a lot of energy there. Um, so, um, you know, and that's another one of those home field advantage might be higher. Um, but, you know, I'm not quite as down on the Steelers as most seem to be. Interesting. Uh, I do think Najee Harris can be a different maker. Tomlin isn't going to lay down because the pundits say the Steelers are going nowhere. Yeah. Roethlisberger might not be as effective as he once was, uh, but he's quite capable in any one game. Uh, and, and the Bills third down defense last year, they really left a lot to be desired. And, you know, honestly, they, they played rather BS schedule. If you look at it, it was one of the easiest in the league. And then there's part of me that wonders if Josh Allen um, didn't have his career year. I mean, he did have a career year and he's elite. Don't get me wrong. But now this is another team that has expectations and that's kind of a, a new territory for them to be playing. in. And it is, he's two years removed from throwing more interceptions and touchdowns. So, you know, what I'm really doing here is playing devil's advocate kind of against conventional thinking. Uh, and if you made me, um, I would probably take the Steelers. You know, fortunately nobody's making me. And the other thing you got to remember about, 
you know, I, I started that by talking about the, the bills teased down and, you know, a lot of times books will move numbers um, to protect teasers. Sure. You know, I, I'm sure that that's why Tampa Bay has gone to, I think even nine and a half in places. And it was crazy move. Eight as quickly as yesterday because a six point minus one ten teaser at eight would get you under three. Um, and, you know, now at nine or nine and a half, it won't. You know, right. So, you know, you got to look at that line and this is sort of just a, a teaching moment, if you will, for those that don't know, that does not necessarily mean a buttload of money has come in on Tampa Bay because a buttload of money would have come on Tampa Bay at seven or seven and a half, two months ago. Right. It's not going to come in at eight or eight and a half. So I really think that that big move is based on books protecting teasers as much as they can. So, um, you know, that may have some correlation to this game, you know, with, with all that bills teaser money, that's probably out there, you know, why didn't they go to seven or seven and a half and, and, and make that a less attractive option? I don't know. So this might be one of those games that is totally against, uh, I don't want to say the public cause that's not really right, but the, the knee jerk reaction of a, of a novice better thinking that Buffalo is going to win the Super Bowl and Pittsburgh sucks. Um, and both of those things may happen, but I, if you made me bet on this, I would have to take the points. Well, again, you're not going to get this kind of stuff folks that Dave is, is laying out there and remind me, I want to bring something up on that point spread. Here's my take on this game. Um, and, and really it's, it's pretty simple and it's a lot what you talked about. And then I'm going to mold it into why I like Buffalo. Um, the only thing we didn't touch on is the whole TJ Watt situation. I know he practiced yesterday, so that may mean he plays. However, Pittsburgh's got a history of, if you don't do this, you're not playing. He may be different. Uh, Ben came out and spoke out and like, give the guy's money is worth whatever he wants. Sounds like they're close to a deal. Um, I think that's a big deal. I, I think the other big deal for, for Pittsburgh, I think that what swings it for me is Najee Harris. Uh, he's what Pittsburgh really excels at. That's the only thing that scares me, Dave. With that being said, um, it, because it's under seven and because it's Ben Roethlisberger and the way Pittsburgh finished last year and the where where the bills are going, and you mentioned, you know, did, did, did Josh Allen have his career year? Yes, he has. But if you notice all three of his years, it's an upward arc. It's a trajectory upward. So it's not like it was one of those fluke things, right? Every year, this kid has gotten better. And that says something to me over three years. Um, he's a student of the game. He wants to learn. Man, his teammates love him. I just think because it's six and a half, I've got the better team at home. And I've got a team that's declining. Even though Tomlin will somehow find a way to get above 500, um, I don't think it starts with this game. Um, real quick, too. When you mention the numbers moving as late as they are because these lines have been out, I don't want to spend forever here, but do you think it's because of online gambling and new gamblers in the, in the mix at all, Dave, that weren't the newbies like us and, and people that listen to this, we're not necessarily looking to lay down our bankroll on futures and bets ahead of time. We're kind of betting that day. You know, that's the, that's the mentality of a lot of people now. Unfortunately, you're correct. Yeah. Um, do I think it's the new betters? Probably not. I mean, maybe okay. to some extent, I think it's a lot of things, you know, as I said, you know, um, pro betters would have taken the much better of that Tampa Bay line 
for two months. So I think that it's a combination of that, but you know, you got to remember you're right that a lot of the new betters that have apps that are, that are wherever gambling is legal are, are not betting a ton of money. And yep. those that have won, um, it's fairly easy to get limited. I mean, I know a guy that's super sharp that was just limited to $10 at resorts world, Las Vegas. I mean, wow. You know, it's like, come on, you know, why, why bother? And, you know, I know that most pro bettors that, you know, have a hundred grand spread out around the country to try to get down in a lot of different places anymore. They spend as much, if not more time trying to find places to get the bets down than they do figuring out who they want to bet on. So I, I don't think it's uh, pro bettors moving that line. Um, I just think it's, you know, unfortunately they're, they're going to take advantage of um, newbies, I guess, if you will. And, you know, now newbies are going to tease the the bucks down to minus three and a half tonight. And, you know, that may cover, but um, that forces them to pick another team that might not. So I think that unfortunately, and I could go on this soapbox forever that, you know, a lot of those um, apps and, you know, I won't mention names because they might support you and, pay you so i won't i won't diss them but there are a lot of them that are you know they're they their hold percentage on some of these bets is ridiculously high and you know it's a rigged game so i think you either need to go into sports betting kind of knowing that and bet for fun right or um find sharp books that will take sizable action at reasonable numbers and good luck with that yeah. <laughs> it's hard for the best. It that's it's hard for even the best. I love it. Thank you. I love love I do, the perspective. I do I do, I do want to underscore your your uh your Buffalo Pittsburgh synopsis there. I mean, you know, let's not forget that the Steelers had probably one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. I know. So you kind of got um strength going against strength here. 100%. You know, and that that's another reason I get a little concerned. Um, you know, I, I think Pittsburgh will play close to the best because I don't think they want to shoot out. And if that's the case, it's only going to take one mistake to, to flip the switch in that game in the second yep. half. So, yep. Yeah. And, and listen, I, you know, part of it too, is the bills have a propensity to play really good first halves and really poor second half. So um, a first half bet on the bills uh, throwing that out there, probably get it at three and a half. Uh, might be worth it there too, just knowing how they play. Um, that trend has been over two years. I've noticed watching them, and I did do Dave like you. I had, I've got a teaser already. Bad. It was Tampa Bay, Buffalo, and uh, Indy. I had Indy at one and a half. Buffalo's been at six and a half. Tampa Bay was six and a half at that time. So I like that I'm getting the best of a number in that first game. But um, I'm kind of doing the logical long teaser theory on those. I don't know. I think. I think that gets down to the dictionary definition of being a sharp better. And you are because a sharp better does not necessarily mean they win a higher percentage, although they might. Um, I think what that really means is they're sharp in getting good numbers and closing line value because, you know, it's hard to win 53% of your games. And sometimes the difference between winning and losing in a season is just a few games 
and you get that closing line value, that can make the difference come January as to whether you have money left or not. Exactly. It's, it's all the difference And 53% sounds easy. It's not folks, especially in the NFL where these are the sharpest numbers in the land. Um, all right, let's move on so we can hit a lot these last uh, three. I wanted to touch on uh, Packers minus three and a half at the saints. Uh, I'll, I'll start off here just because there's a lot going on in this game and, and how, I lay it out. You could probably interpret it for each team. Uh, obviously everything that went on with Aaron Rodgers uh, in the off season, um, quite frankly, I don't know what the guy's going through. It's like a midlife crisis. I hear the way he talks now. It's crazy, um, but he's a damn good quarterback. And I don't think it changes any of that. Um, yeah. he got Randall Cobb back. I think that's minimal. He's got good receivers. I don't think they did much on the defense. I think you're looking at kind of the same team um, that they've had the last couple of years, which has been good. And then you're, you've got the saints, which is a wholly different team. Now um, when you lose a guy like drew Blee, drew Brees, you lose the, the heartbeat. Um, that's a big deal. I'm surprised. I'm wondering I'm, why, why I'm getting suckered into this, Dave. Um, the saints have had a good defense. I get it. They've got Kamara. They don't have their best receiver, but this Callaway dude, as if he used to be with uh, the Browns, he stepped in. Um, I think who else they bring in? Who's the other receiver they brought in? Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. I like the weapons. I like that. Jameis makes sense. I think he earned the starting job. You know, they've got this little uh, trickeration with seven coming in. I don't know why here that that hook scares me, but. My last game, my fifth game, I'm torn between this and another bet, but I, I like the Packers. I just think we, I've got a better team, even though they're on a road on the road and they're playing this game in Jacksonville. So it's a road game for everybody. Like, I don't know. I, I don't get the three and a half. Um, what do you think, Dave? Where am I, where, what am I missing on this? Well, I got, I got a lot of depth on this game. I think Todd for, for one thing, yeah, the Saints lost Drew Brees, but, you know, Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees the last couple of years. It's obviously his arm strength just wasn't there. Very true. Very true. That, that notwithstanding, this one really sucks for me because um, anybody that held the position before the game was moved from New Orleans, uh, it sucks because those tickets are voided. And I actually bet the Packers plus three uh, back oh. when everybody thought Rodgers wasn't going to play. So, you know, I can I can roll that up and burn one right now with that one. Um, but you know, what does the move to Jacksonville mean? I think is the biggest thing, and mm-hmm. it means both teams are going to play in ridiculous humidity. And yeah, you know, great call. Although the Saints are more likely to be affected coming from a dome, um, Green Bay isn't used to the kind of humidity that they're going to see in Jacksonville. So I think conditioning will be a huge factor come the second half. So. Um, I think although it's technically a home game for the New Orleans, I think it's the Packers who benefit greatly from this move. You know, it's only an eight-hour drive from New Orleans to Jacksonville. But, you know, if I'm living in New Orleans and I can watch a game in 72 degrees, do I want to drive eight hours to sit in 95-degree humidity? Um, Probably not. Uh, And what I do know 
is the Packers have fans everywhere. Everywhere. You know, I, I, I remember when I lived in Tampa Bay, the Packers were in the same division as the Bucks, uh, who were terrible, and it didn't sell out. But when Green Bay came to Florida, the seats were literally 80% Packer backers. Yeah. And I actually expect that here. And I expected that here uh, before I saw, you know, you know, for those that don't know, I – I spend part of my life not too far from Jacksonville. Right. So I've seen all the advertisements on Facebook and whatnot for, for tickets to this game. I would have thought they'd be a little bit less expensive and I'd have considered it, but they still want a small fortune. But if you look at the replies to those social media advertisements, 85% of them are Packer backers. Yes. Oh, I'm I love it. And so I think this is going to be a de facto home game for Green Bay yeah. with you. And uh, you know, awesome. With that said, um, I'm going to take that second half conditioning variable out because there's no real way for me to quantify that. Yep. But I'm going to add in the Saints starting the variable known as Jameis Winston. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he has his ups and downs. And, and I love the Packers uh, for the first half. I mean, they, they just have more continuity and less question marks, not to mention I think they're going to have a ton more fans. That's a great perspective. I love how you dipped into the message boards and much to your conditioning thing, Dave. I, I, I had a note on this earlier too. Um, I think I got a 40, was a 47 and a half. I'd have to check, but I like the over in this game to begin with. Um, and I think I like it even more 49. I know a lot of people love these unders cause the whole preseason was under, um, this isn't the preseason. Uh, okay. So we'll just, I'm going to leave that one at that. All right, Dave, last game. And we'll, we'll jet here. Uh, Cause I know you and I could cover every single game and I'm not going to go any further than my Browns at Arrowhead. <clears throat> that line is now down. So the Browns money is coming in. Thankfully I already got my good number on this, but now it's DraftKings has it at uh, Kansas city minus five and a half. The over-under is ridiculously high. I think it's the highest one of the weekend, and it is 54 and a half. All right, Dave, I'm going to let you lead off here because um, – you, Because you want to end with your Browns. i got to, don't I? You're the host. You can do that. <laughs> um, you know, um, I have thoughts on this game too. You know, six and a half was widely available for a very long time. It was. And it won't be Sunday, as you said. It's it's, it's actually under six um, already. And a couple things, you know, that gets back to our teaser option. I mean, how many people tease the the Chiefs down to pick them or or close to it? A lot, I assure you. Um, and the last couple of weeks, some of the higher profile media outlets have, uh, you know, I don't necessarily subscribe to what they ever say because they just get paid to talk. But, you know, they had the Browns in the Super Bowl. And as soon as they start throwing that crap out there, cue the uh, line drop. Cue the line drop. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a lot of points in an NFL game. And, you know, the Chiefs backers are, are like the 49er backers or whoever. They're, they're always going to pay a premium. And, you know, part of me said, you know, after they lost the Super Bowl, I think there was a time I would have wanted to pay that premium in this game. And this could have been it. Uh, yep. I won't tease the Browns down and I won't say that's not a good bet, but I will say on any given Sunday, when the favorite wins, they typically cover the number. When the dog covers, they typically win the game. Yep. Now, don't misunderstand that as one that knocks what I talked about earlier in closing line value, because there's those games where the number does matter, but it's surprisingly a small amount, but you know, I'll step off that platform again 
And as I've said many times in these marquee games, if you will, um, you know, you look at stats and matchups and who they had that they didn't, who they lost, and yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I kind of want the better quarterback and the better coach. Um, and I, we know who the better quarterback technically is. Yep. Um, I trust Reed uh, more, but I will not knock Stefanski. Um, so for me, it's coming down to the better defense. And I do not love Jadavian Clowney's work ethic and his attitude. Mm-hmm. And I watched that as far back as when he played at South Carolina because he played there when my daughter went to school there. So I saw a lot of him. So Ugh. I wasn't surprised at his antics in the NFL. But, you know, this is his first game as a Brown, and I, I think he should at least give a shit this game. Yep. Uh, and I've always thought Nick Chubb might be the best running back in the NFL. Um, and they certainly probably have the best one to tandem. So I, I'm not paying the Chiefs premium. Um, and at six and a half, I, I would have been all over your Browns as well. So I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm assuming you're going to be a homer here, Todd. <laughs> Correct, Amundo. Yeah, I'm on it. I, I mean, I was on it six and a half. I think it was two plus 250 money line. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the cool thing is, is they did this day. That's what I like is they did this matchup week one after from where the Browns have been prior to Baker Mayfield one and 34, uh, before he came there to what he's done to getting to Kansas city, losing to, uh, God, I can't remember his name now. Um, you know, Mahomes gets hurt and they still can't win the game. Um, say what you will, this is week one there's, there's the motivation. Like you're going to have it in week one, if you're ever going to have it throughout the season. Um, wow. To be able to have this kind of a team and go in and say, nobody respects us. I like it. I like it. I, th- I just think, I think it was, it was logical and I'm surprised it took this long for the number to come down. Yeah, I really yeah, am. I, I think there's another thing here that people might overlook. And that's the fact that, you know, Tampa Bay, pretty much showed everybody how to beat the Chiefs. They did expose them a hundred percent. They take, take Tariq Hill out of the equation, let Kelsey get a few here and there and, and call it good. Because Unfortunately, Cleveland's oh, weak spot is linebacker. And so, yeah, you know, they can, they can give Kelsey that. Um, I do like, you know, Delpit's back. I do like their, I like their, they're secondary. I think, you know, the, like they say, there's some guys back there and they move Clowney inside, which I think is interesting. And I think part of it was for this game. Yeah, you may be right. And, you know, it's funny that we, we sit here and we talk about these additions and whatnot coming out of college, but, you know, I don't put a lot of stock in them because I mean, rookies just don't necessarily make, you know, teams go from, marginal to the Super Bowl. And my case in point was proven about an hour ago where I saw uh, your Bengals boy there, Jamar Chase. Yeah. You know, he had a lot of drops in preseason. I don't know if you saw what he said. He said, well, you know, I think it's because the the ball in the NFL doesn't have the white stripes on it like it did in college. <laughs> so, you know, you got to wonder sometimes. I mean, um, putting a lot of stock in these rookies and yeah, I like Delpit and, you know, if he can, if he can play without incident and stick to football, you know, he, he could be one of the best in the game, but you know, I'm with you. I, uh, 
I don't like going into Arrowhead with a full stadium on week one. I'm hearing you. No, that's going to be absolutely nuts. But I, you know, it, you, you know, the Patriots went into Arrowhead year after year after year and beat the crap out of the Chiefs. So, you know, I think, I think that it's imperative for the Browns to get off to a decent start. You know, take the crowd out of the game, um, get a turnover, score first, whatever you got to do. Um, and I do think they have a chance to win that game. And and you know, now that I can bet you our money, I'm going to take the Browns too. <laughs> take it all, baby. Well, and you know, the interesting thing too is, Dave, we know this. It's really hard. It's really hard to stay on top in the NFL, and few teams have proven to be able to do it. It, 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 this may be the chiefs decade and it may be. And, and I think this year, year, this year is going to have a lot to say about it, but um, do not discount my Patriots. I am a big Mac Jones fan. I tell you what. uh, Yeah, I'm uh, and that's only three, you know, I I'm with you. I think uh, I think this kid is like Tom Brady 2.0. I do too. I mean, there'll never be another Brady, but the kid's got some pocket presence that I would say three quarters of the, the quarterbacks in the NFL right now don't have. And, and that's something you can't teach. Nope. No. If you're back there and you don't hear the noise, you're good. You, you are, you are on track to be a legend. Yeah. I mean, he made some, some Brady esque moves in the pockets in Alabama. And I was, uh, I was like everybody else, a little bit concerned. And what are you going to do in the NFL when you don't have five other first round draft picks on your offense um, as he did in Alabama. But, you know, I follow the Patriots pretty closely. I watched every play the preseason and Mac Jones is the real deal. Now I'm not saying he's not going to make mistakes. He's never going to be another Brady, but you know, people discount them. And if, if you look at last year, yeah, that was a, I mean, that was a total outlier. They go from Brady to Cam Newton, who, Cam Newton is not Patriots material, regardless of any talent he may or may not have. Yep. Patriots also were the hardest hit team by COVID opt-outs last year. Eight and players. They also had some, yeah, Dante Hightower for one. They also lost uh, the year before a lot of guys to free agency off that defense. And two of those three have come back to the Patriots. There you so go. I think they're going to have a championship caliber defense and, and uh, you know, no, they don't have the weapons. Uh, that they used to have, but they have much better weapons than they did last year. So, you know, I, I don't think the the AFC East is uh, is auto bills. No, but I, I don't think it's auto bills. I can tell you that I, I'm with you. I've got New England's one of my five plays. I think Belichick is scheming up to scare the daylights out of Tua. Um, it's going to be a rough day for Miami. I'm with yeah, you. I too. mean, if you look at that game, Todd, I mean, you know, it's kind of throw out last year for New England. I mean, I think you have to. Oh, they did. They threw it out. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, exactly. Yep. And now you get new England uh, again at home with fans. And I can tell you the fans will be buzzed because of Mac Jones and going against Miami. And, you know, I don't even care about the whole Belichick protege thing with Brian Flores, you know, the whole, you know, Obi-Wan Luke Skywalker thing. Uh, it doesn't matter if you can get the Patriots at a field goal, the less at home with that kind of atmosphere. I mean, I think that's a gift. I, you know, I could be wrong, but, um, I know that that Patriots- line's going up, Dave, it's at three on DraftKings now, but it's going up. I guarantee yeah, I, I bet it, I bet it at minus one and a half way back. Perfect. Right, Cause I had a laugh, but, um, you know, I, I, it's just a bet I had to make and I, I'm very careful not to make Homer bets. Right. 
think but you've got to get this one now. Like it's, it's going to go up it's by Sunday. That will be three and a half, four. I would tend to agree with you. Yep. It will be because it's uh, yeah. Uh, so I I'll round it up with this and, and we'll wrap it up. I've got this. These are my five this week. I've got Buffalo and the chargers. I've got new England minus three. I've got Cleveland plus five and a half and I've got green Bay minus three and a half. And I'm, I'm not taking any of those home dogs. I don't know why I'm so averse to this. Like, I, how do I bet the giant? I, like, I can't do it. I, I don't even know how I bet the Raider. I just, it's very hard for me. If there was a home dog, you know, that I would bet and, and thinking about it probably be between Cincinnati and Detroit, just because I've heard so much on Detroit and you like Cincinnati. Um, but again, chargers, bills, Patriots, Browns, and Packers. Those are my five. I also like the over in the Buffalo game and the over in the Green Bay game. I think uh, for some reason those two stand out to me. But Dave, um, cannot thank you enough, man. You're awesome. Your perspective is our audience. Uh, I, I hope they're starting to understand what they have in you. And I'm just excited that we get to do this one for 17 weeks this year and then the playoffs. So Thank you for agreeing to be a part of the Action Fanatics. Uh, you're the best, man. I, I appreciate having you. Uh, you're welcome. I, I enjoy you, and I enjoy your listeners that I've been able to interact with as well. So um, no problem. You have all my 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 um, my PayPal account, I think. And <laughs> if I didn't, I didn't send you Venmo, I will. And- Wire transfer. You and I are on that level now. You know, I'm not shy. I mean, you know, I do a radio show in Wisconsin every Friday, and, you know, they were going to send me a ticket to come up to the Badgers game last week, and and, and uh, I was the one that had to back out. So, you know, it's not too late. To, it's not too late for me to get on a plane for the Iowa State game. I was going to say, we're going to have to, uh, hopefully you're listening, Chris Williams. Let's get Dave to Ames this year. That's uh, we might have to get a t-shirt with that too. I'm Dave. It's going to be so nuts up there. I'm not even going up. I'm too old for that, man. It is going to be a, you know, what show. Yeah. 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 And I, I kind of didn't want to go to the, the Badger game because these guys, you know, they host a radio show in Wisconsin and they're both younger than me. And they host a pregame radio show at a bar. So I just saw a very bad ending <laughs> me if I would have gone up there and even tried to keep up, if you will. And that's probably would be the same case in Ames, unless they're playing Our Lady of Consecutive Losses and we only got half a stadium, then I'll, I'll take it under advisement. I love it. That doesn't happen much anymore in Ames, but no, you're awesome, Dave. Really do appreciate it. We'll, uh, Dave and I'll be back next Thursday. Thanks again to Wild Rose Casino Resort Sportsbook Hotel, just the greatest DraftKings. Uh, you can download the app now. You do not have to be at the casino to get that. And of course, Cyclone Fanatic, uh, love the sports betting forum. We'll be on that all day, really. Well, most of the day, Sunday, for sure, with NFL. And uh, a lot of the time, uh, posting stuff with college football on Saturday. So good luck, Fanatics. Have an uh, What a great weekend it is to be in Iowan. The spotlight's on us. Don't forget about Sunday because the NFL is some awesome football, too, and there's a chance to make some money. So good luck, everybody. Have a great weekend, and I'd be remiss to say it, but go Browns.